The Imperial forces, under orders from cruel Darth Vader, hold Princess Leia hostage in their efforts to quell the rebellion against the Galactic Empire. Luke Skywalker and Han Solo, captain of the Millennium Falcon, work together with the companionable droid duo R2-D2 and C-3PO to rescue the beautiful princess, help the Rebel Alliance, and restore freedom and justice to the galaxy. Coming in at number 13 is Star Wars. So, glass you raise. Mmm, drinking with you kids is here. Hello, everyone. That That was amazing. (laughs) Um, So, welcome to this episode. I want to start out with this drink that we have today. (laughs) Yep, I Um, haven't even smelled it yet. It is (laughs) from liquor.com, hardly even know her. (laughs) And it's called the Death Star. Okay, it's going to be one ounce of Jaeger, one ounce of Tennessee whiskey, one ounce of vodka, one ounce of triple sec. And two ounces of sour mix. So it's... uh. Wait, isn't there Coca-Cola in it too? No. <laughs> I swear to God, there was Coca-Cola that's supposed uh, to be in it. No. Oh my God. No. So, <laughs> I'm so scared. Um, yeah. So it's, it looks... It's <laughs> amber huh? colored. It smells oh delicious. God. I don't know. All right. All right. Wait. Did you just taste it? <laughs> oh, it's actually pretty good. It's strong, but it's not bad. It's got, uh, like a, uh, it's got like a sweet, like a sweet finish. I can't do Jaeger. Well, you got about an hour to get through this. So. I know. So this movie came out in 1977. Before we were born. A, a year before. That is correct. Um, some of the big things happening that year on TV, uh, Roots aired. Oh, right? that's um, a good one. Elvis died. Oh, in 77. That's sad. Um, the Atari was released. That's Love fantastic. the Atari. Um, Roman Polanski was arrested. Mm, that was justice. <laughs> <laughs> well, just recently, right? He the, was actually, because he fled. He did flee. And then they found him in like, did they? Have Switzerland? They, have they like extradited him? Like, is he? I thought he was charged in another country. Oh, he may have been. I is he know. in prison? Who knows? I don't understand that whole situation, but continue. Anyway, um, some of the bigger films that year, other than Star Wars, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Saturday Night Fever, one of your favorites, The Goodbye Girl. Oh, my God. It's so good. Annie Hall, and a personal favorite, Pete's Dragon. Oh, that's a good one. Did you see the remake? Yeah, it was cute. It was Okay, I thought it was. I thought they I did a great like, job. I, well, they did a great job, but I like the original so much that it's I like hey, I don't mess with it. Candle in the water is that what mm. that song? Mm. Yeah. Um, some of the popular TV shows that year were Laverne and Shirley, Happy Days, Charlie's Angels, All in the Family, the classics, Three's Company, which I love. Oh, I love Three's Company, and I loved All in the Family. Right, all of them. Um, Tonight's the Night by Rod Stewart was the top song of that year. Um, Best of My Love by The Emotions. <gasps> Great disco song. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. um, I Just Want to Be Your Everything by Andy Gibb. Oh. Those were the big ones. Andy Gibb. Celebrities born this year. Shakira. Oh. Shakira, Shakira. Uh, Orlando. No, baby, Bo- when you talk oh. like that. <laughs> wow. When you talk like that. <laughs> yeah, oh, makes me want to drink more of this drink. Uh, Orlando Bloom. Brittany Murphy, rest in peace. Oh. Man, I loved her. Jessica Chastain. 
Jessica Chastain. She's really good. Sarah Michelle Geller. Oh. Matt Bomer. Houston. Uh Native. Beautiful man. <clears throat> beautiful. Um, so this movie appears on quite a few of the AFI lists. Uh, it's two, four, six, eight, nine times. Good lord. Well, eight times because the ninth it was on the original list. Oh, yeah, that counts. Number fifteen. Yeah. It's on the new list. Number, number 13. thirteen. Comes on the one hundred cheers. It's number thirty nine. Okay. On the 100 thrills, it's 27. Okay. On the 100 quotes, it's eight. Name the quote. Uh, may the force be with you. That's I correct. Assume. Okay. Um, on heroes and villains, it appeared three times. Darth Vader. Well, Darth Vader technically is on that list. As a villain. As a villain for Empire Strikes Back. Ooh. But I still count it. I would count it. Yeah. It's the Star Wars universe. Who are the other? T- Han Solo. So Darth Vader was number three villain. Han Solo, oh, nice. number 14 hero, and one more hero. Um, Yoda? Nope. No. He wasn't in Star Wars. Oh, no. did you watch this movie? Yes, of course. Is it from Did you watch this, this movie? Because Yoda wasn't just, in the movie. I was asking, you know well, no. you know what? You included Darth Vader from Empire Strikes Back. So I was including all Star Wars universe. Thank you. Oh. Well, Darth Vader was actually in this movie, though. Mm. <clears throat> okay. Um, uh, Princess Leia? No. no, and not Luke. No. Who? Wow, you really... Are you sure you've seen this movie? I did. Of course I saw this Interesting. movie. Interesting. It's a character, a little na- character named Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's going to be a rough one, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> I might get to this special guest right away, because she knows more, <laughs> for sure. Um, and on the 100 scores, it came in at number... Oh, you're at, uh, it's not going to be number one, but it's going to be definitely in top five. It's number one. It's number one? Number one. Icon. Does John Williams just fill out like the top 10? <laughs> I, I didn't assume. see the other ones, but I'm I bet assuming. it does. Yeah, it's it's iconic. How do you yeah. not know the, oh, the score so to this? It's so beautiful. Um, some of the source material is not really based on anything, but he did draw a lot of inspiration from different things. Um, a movie he had made Earlier with Robert Duvall, THX 1138, he said he based a lot of the characters from that movie. Oh, um, but that's the name of the movie? THX 1138, oh, okay. yeah. It's about um, like uh, two people who rebel against this rigid society and people don't have names anymore and that's his character's name. It's yeah. getting better, It's isn't it? really delicious. It's, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't I really hate good. Jaeger. I've it's had delicious. so many terrible decisions made on it. That is good. Yeah, it's really good. But and I, and I want to get more into kind of the inspirations and backgrounds more when we bring on our featured guests because I okay. think they're a little bit more nuanced and interesting to talk about. Okay. Um, the cast, um, iconic, starring Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker, Harrison Ford, Han Solo, Carrie Fisher, Princess Leia, Alec Guinness as Obi-Wan Kenobi, Anthony Daniels as C-3PO, Kenny Baker, R2-D2, David Prowse is the person who is in Darth Vader with mm-hmm. obviously James Earl Jones as the voice and Peter Mayhew as Chewbacca. Mm-hmm. Um, there is one of those that has been in every Star Wars movie that has come out. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. We'll, of save, course. we'll save it for the save special that. guest because I know she knows. I don't know. Uh, so written and directed by George Lucas, of course, and coming in at 121 minutes. Do you need me to convert that? Two hours? <laughs> uh, no, thank you. Okay. I Just in case, understand. Two hours, one minute. What that is. Common Sense Media is a seven plus. 
Okay, um, yeah. That, which, of course. Of course. Like, two plus. I think, I was going to say, I think a lot younger could yeah. easily do that. Right. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 93%, saying, it's a legendarily expansive and ambitious start to the sci-fi saga. Mm-hmm. George Lucas opened our eyes to the possibilities of blockbuster filmmaking, and things have never been the same. Yeah. I did take a look at some of the, because, you know, 7%. Of people don't like Star Wars. Critics don't like Star Wars, which is did, weird to me. Did you see any of the negative reviews? Yeah. Okay, what were, what were some? Frizzell. Uh-huh. Helen <laughs> Frizzell. Okay. Of the Sydney Morning Herald. Oh, you being called out, <laughs> Helen. So Helen says, oh, the astronomical audiences. Oh, the mundane story. Oh, the over-cute little robots, one fat, one thin. Oh, the vapid actors, the galactic shootouts. Oh, the brilliant technology... And oh, the boredom of it all. Oh, okay, <laughs> Helen. Yeah, maybe she that... was a Trekkie or something. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Um, other actors considered for some of the roles. For Princess Leia, this one I thought was interesting. I didn't know. Cindy Williams from Laverne and Shirley was considered to I be Princess totally Leia. I could totally see that. Uh, for Han Solo, Christopher Walken and Al Pacino were in the running for doing mm-hmm. this. No, Al Pacino. Like, I even young Walken, Al Pacino. Pacino, uh, Pacino. Probably the most famous one that's been considered as Han Solo and or Luke Skywalker was Kurt Russell. Um, he was considered I for both of those totally parts. I could totally see him as Han Solo. Absolutely. Sure. Oh yeah. my gosh. And he was so gorgeous in the 70s. Right. With that long hair. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I could totally see that. So it was nominated for 10 Oscars and won six. It won for art direction, costume design, sound, film editing, visual effects, and score, obviously. Mm-hmm. It was nominated for and lost Best Picture, uh, Best Actor in a Supporting Role, Alec Guinness. Okay. Uh, best director and best screenplay. Do you know what won that year? Sir Alec Guinness, I believe, Ooh, actually. Nice. Um, lost to Jason Robards from Julia. I love Jason Robards a lot. I I'm okay with that. He was no in Parent Trap or not Parent Trap. He Parenthood? was in Parenthood. Oh, who was? He oh, played he was the, the dad. dad. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah, I, I like love him. him. Yeah, I like him. Okay, fair. Annie Hall won that year. Ew, I'm sorry. Spoiler alert, when we get there in this top 100, I have a lot of thoughts. Don't like it. Shocking. (laughs) Um, And then Annie Hall won for Screenplay Of course it did. Of course it did. So, thoughts on this movie? Like, I mean, are you... I mean, of course I love this movie. There are people who love Star Wars and people who don't. I... Of course, I love this movie because it introduced us to the Star Wars universe. It is not my favorite Star Wars movie. Well, yeah. At all. I don't know if it is anybody's. No, probably not. I mean, my favorite one of the early ones would be Empire. But my favorite one of all the Star Wars universe is Rogue One. I think that one's amazing. I love Rogue One. That is seriously one of the greatest movies <laughs> I've ever seen. That's a really good one. Like, that would be a top 10 movie for me. Ever? So, I... It's so good. That's one I could watch over and over. This one, I usually skip over when watching because, I mean, it's fine, but I want to get to Empire, which I think is the one that should be on this list. Right. It's it's nominated in that 400. It is. And that's the one that should have been there, I feel. But I guess this is the one that introduced it all. Exactly. So I get it. Yeah. Okay, let's take a break and we'll come back with our special guest. So let's w- welcome our special guest. Yes. Um, Melinda 
Mona Stone? Is that what you go by? Um, I really just go by Melinda Stone, but... Melinda, where did we first meet? Let's see. It was about 1978. I was a budding uh, second grader, seven years old. Yeah. That's so sweet. And Conrad was born into the world. Where did you and I meet? We met in a whorehouse. <laughs> yes, we did. As did Conrad and I. We yes. were all in the same whorehouse. We were all in the same whorehouse together. Yes, that all three really of us. That really nice. It's very there was this history. That was about 25 years ago, y'all. Almost 25 yeah, It was 25, yeah. It was 25. It will well, be 20, next year. It'll be Let's, yeah. You're a principal and a doctor. You no, I'm in no my math. 25th year. This is the 25th year go, leading up to the finality of the 25. <laughs> No. Don't yes. know if that's how that works. I don't. It is. In the summer of 99. It's been 24 years. Yeah, because it's 2023. Summer. Yeah. Well, okay, so I live my life in school years. <laughs> so that's technically the first year. Like, this is my 25th uh, year in education. I see what I've completed 24 years. Okay. Anyhow, a lot I of people live yes. in the mathematics world. But okay, yes. Um, 25 years. Sure. <laughs> Almost. We're in the 25th year of knowing each other. Oh God, That's okay. what I mean. Oh, my God. I can't. I can't. It's the truth. We're in the 25th we're, year of knowing each other. We're going to have to stop. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. It's not incorrect. I mean, it's... Yeah. But it's definitely yeah, Melinda, not you're correct. Right. <laughs> it is correct. We're in the 25th year you know of what? knowing each other. I'm keeping all of this. <laughs> this whole I'm conversation. Cut this and that's fine. But I oh, do no. want a copy of it. No, oh, I am God. keeping all, right. all of this for the outtakes. Absolutely. So back to <laughs> all right. Back to the subjects. Um, have you? How many of the AFI Top 100 have you seen? Thirty-eight. Oh, that's I'm, a lot less than I expected. Right? You know, I, I, we, I was discussing this with Aaron earlier. I think I've probably seen a few more than what I remember because some mm. of them, when I was in college, I took um, a few film classes, and so we had to watch. Like I watched Gold Rush and I watched uh, Citizen Kane and things like that. And there were a couple that I'm like, I think I've seen that, but maybe I just think that I think I've seen it. I don't know mm, that I've actually seen right. it. So 38 for sure that I know 38 for sure. What kind of genres of movie, movies do you normally like lean towards? I mean, I love science fiction, but probably my favorite is rom-coms. Love okay. I know you romantic love Pretty Woman. You do I love, love Pretty Woman. Not the musical, but I love the movie. Oh my God, that musical was terrible. That music oh, was so, so um, bad. Yeah, I like, you know, like You've Got Mail is one of my all-time favorite movies. I love Under the Tuscan Sun, The Proposal. I love me some rom-coms. When Harry you should, Met Sally. When Harry Met Sally. One totally of one of my ever, most favorite. Shockingly not in the top 100. That should be. No, and that is one that I will be bringing to yeah. the table at some point. Yes, yeah. that's a great one. And what's your... Um, uh, favorite movie of all time? The Sound of Music. Oh, interesting. Really? 100%. Okay. Really? I Fair. could watch that movie over and over and over and over and over. I love me some Star Wars, but that is, if I had to say, that is my all-time favorite movie. Okay. Why does that shock me Really? So? I think it's shocking, because we grew up on oh that my movie, gosh, we, we grew watched up. it a lot. A lot. No, that still shocks me. But why? Like, what would you think, think that would because, be my well, favorite? Well, I would think one, either Star Wars or Color Purple. Those are two oh, no, huge I mean, ones I that I've heard about. But, but I've never watched Sound of Music with you in the 25th year of knowing you. 
I have still not watched like Sound of Music. Well, with you. maybe it's time to watch the Sound of Music in the 25th year of knowing me. Interesting. It is. It's that warm. Gives you I used to watch year. it all the time. It really does. Yeah. Okay, that, that so that gives me until 2024. Done. There Thank you. You. <laughs> you do. You have until next summer. Oh my god. So let's start kind of diving into this movie. I know Melinda Star Wars is one of your favorite movies of all time it's your favorite kind of um what do you call it sci-fi trilogies uh, universes universes. yeah right Mm -hmm. um what is it about not only this movie specifically but um in general the franchise that has like really struck a chord with you you know i because it was when i i was seven when it came out or or or, yeah i was seven and you're eight year in or my seventh, eighth year, year of being sure. seven, okay. yes. Thank you. <laughs> um, in my eighth year of being seven, uh, I... <laughs> These in drinks my, are strong. <laughs> the Death Star, yes. Strong. Um, in my eighth year of being seven, I remember it being... When you go to the theater and you see it, like even if you saw it when it you know was re-released... Um, you know, in the mid '90s, the just the ships that are coming over and the the, the sound and and everything was just really you, you never really seen anything like that. And I think that's what made an impression on me. But I really, I think I liked the characters, and I've always loved uh, maybe not fantasy worlds, but you know, not being in a being in an alternate universe kind of play, you know, playing around with that, you know, being imaginative. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what really helped me with that. Cause you can imagine yourself being there. Like, I wish I was on that. I wish I was on Tatooine right now and, and at the Moss Eisley Cantina and, and hanging out with these people just to see what it was like. Right. You Do know, you like, like Lord of the Rings and I have, those ironically enough, never seen one of the Lord of the Rings movies. Oh, what? I know. Uh, but y'all Why? inspired me to watch it. I just haven't. I, I never sat down to watch them. How did them. you avoid? I don't how did know. you avoid yeah, that? I really don't know. Strange. But I know it's my kind. It's totally my kind of movie. It's totally my kind of series that I know I would totally get into. I would fall asleep to Fellowship of the Ring because it was just like since it was just boring enough. Like it wasn't two towers. Well, it was a lot of exposition. A lot of exposition, and yeah. so I would fall asleep because the accents would like soothe me to sleep, mm. and it's just so pretty. Yeah, I've never seen those. One of the other source materials that, you know, that was listed as being big influences to George Lucas was actually the Lord of the Rings series. The books. And the books, because obviously the movies right. weren't out. Mm-hmm. And there's some com- common denominators that I read here between the between the two, and I want to get y'all's thoughts. <clears throat> One, in each of them, there's a wise old man, okay? Obi-Wan Kenobi sacrifices himself fighting Darth Vader, then guides Luke through the Force. In Lord of the Rings, you have Gandalf, Mm -hmm. who dies saying... Oh, spoiler alert. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure I Uh, already knew that. It's a spoiler alert only for Melinda. (laughs) All of you. Yeah, only for me, yes. Uh, Dies saving fellowship from the Balrog, then guides Frodo telepathically. You have innocent protagonists, R2 and C-3PO, carrying stolen data types, or data tapes supported by the team of people. And then you have Frodo and Sam carrying the One Ring supported by the Fellowship. Mm -hmm. You have a hellish war machine, the Death Star versus Mordor. 
enemy troops, you have stormtroopers versus orcs. Evil wizards, you have Grand Moff Tarkin, and then you have Saruman. And then the Dark Lord, you have Darth Vader, and then you have Sauron. Thoughts on those comparisons? <laughs> oh, I think that compares perfectly. Yeah, I mean, I think maybe that's like, um, is that a formula for all kind of fantasies? Is there something um, similar? Well, okay, let's look at Harry Potter. Dumbledore could be the Gandalf and the right. um, Obi-Wan. Innocent, innocent protagonist. Um, yes, Harry Potter is Luke Skywalker, Mm -hmm. obviously. Ron Weasley, it would be Han Solo. You have the funny guy. Um, Hermione, Mm -hmm. I guess, is Princess Leia. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Princess Leia, um, who ends up getting with Han Solo. Mm -hmm. And... um, So you have the hellish... The Dark Lord is obviously... Dark Lord would be Voldemort. And then Um, you have, like, his henchmen, right? Right. The Um, evil wizards, would would be be Snape. Snape. Draco um, Malfoy, the Malfoys. Uh-huh. Yeah. Enemy troops. I mean, like they had the Death Eaters. The Death Absolutely. Eaters. The Death Eaters. Yeah. So maybe it's like So that a, is kind of a sci-fi fantasy formula. Yeah. Seems yeah. interesting. That is that interesting. Is, I'm going to look out for that. I want to look at some other sci-fi fantasy movies. He pulled a lot from actual history. I know the History Channel did a special of Star Wars and kind of the direct correlations between uh, the inspiration that Lucas got from history. Obviously, the the top one being kind of like Nazi Germany, stormtroopers being named we literally have after stormtroopers. So many Nazis mm-hmm. in the top one hundred. Yes, a lot of Nazi influences. A lot of them we did right off the beginning. It's all right. Yeah, Let's get them out of the way. Speaking um, of your favorite movie, Sound of Music, Nazis. Yeah, Nazis. They're Definitely. everywhere. Um, he was saying that Emperor Palpatine was also based on Richard Nixon. <laughs> what? <laughs> that was a quote that he had said. Um, that wow. he was kind of this politician who lied his way to the top, but to like kind of take control. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Um, okay. He said that the Viet Cong um, inspired him f- for actually the third movie, the Ewoks, of them knowing their native land as an advantage to okay. fight a greater force. I can see that. Um, Interesting. And pulling from ancient Rome in the Senate, Republic, Empire, kind of. Um, formation of government um and then the jedi uh representing like a knight's templar samurai shaolin monks um, oh yeah those kind of things <clears throat> so my my question though to that is was he really intentional and purposeful in thinking about that or were, were those connections made after the fact like oh this is like this because yeah, that seems just very make, like, intentional to go Oh, you know, I'm going to cover this. I need someone like the Viet Cong. I need (laughs) someone like this. It probably can't. I mean, because it's the basic, you know, light versus evil. You know, good good versus evil evil kind of thing. I wonder if he was that intentional about it. I don't think so. I don't think it's like a like for like. You know what I mean? I don't think it's... Um, no, he's like, okay, like, I'm going to put the... this is no. exactly him. But I, would guess I can see the parallels yeah. of, yeah. like, okay, well, let's see how this war inspired me. But and I what, think that's kind you know. of an, a, like a simple parallel. Like, yeah, you know, I think so. And I think These you can see it kind of in anything said, in history. You know, that has been connected for inspirations. Right. Um, you know, and, like, I do take into like with a grain of salt when people when movies are inspired by certain things right like you know the movie um the oh god the visit is it the visitors uh tamra's home what is that movie 
Tamara's home. The Strangers. Do you remember this movie, <gasps> oh, The Strangers? Yeah, that's one of the scariest movies I've scary. ever seen. Saying it was inspired by real events. Well, right. The, you know what the real event was? He, yeah. The he was reading an article about how people were going door to door, knocking on people's homes, and if they weren't home, they would rob them. Okay, well, that's thought, not very. <laughs> what would happen if they were home? And that was the inspiration for the oh, Okay, so well, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, okay. Not, that's not good. Yeah, that's inspired lame. by real So, like, bad. all of these things that they say, you know, I mean, they could be loosely involved, but I can, I guess I can see kind of that kind of common, you know, that connection of like where he's getting inspiration for kind of the right. basis of something. Right. Um, so, let's start just kind of diving into the movie. <clears throat> it opens, obviously, with the iconic scroll of. Um, you know, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Um, and always a cut to uh, stars to a planet or mm-hmm. stars to a ship or whatnot. Thoughts on those like opening sequence? The Nothing gets me more excited. I think in this world. I think that's one of the reasons why people love it so much. I mean, when you're a kid and you're sitting in the theater and it just comes, you know, and then the music's blaring and then, you know, you see the <sighs> scroll and then you see like a ginormous star destroyer come, you know, and shooting at something and then the planet in yep. the background. It's just super it, grandiose. It, it, yeah, like right it is off amazing. The bat. It is. And it's, it's visually like, wow, this is like you know, vast outer space. Well, and I love that they've kept that part through all mm-hmm. of the the stuff. I love that because yeah. that is very old school um, what they did. It also makes me think of um, Little Shop of Horrors. Yes. It also makes me the think voice. of, rah, have rah, you rah. guys seen the Family Guy episodes dedicated to Star yes. Wars? No. Yes, incredible. I have. It's amazing. It's amazing. Them. They yeah. really are. Um, so after that opening sequence, you see kind of that first initial... You know, the Imperial forces get on the, the ship. Um, you know, they're everybody running around. You're introduced to C-3PO and R2-D2 um, and uh, Princess Leia um, kind of setting the scene for um, the rest of the movie. Kind of the iconic, help me Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope right. is what you kind of... Do you hear that in that scene, or you don't hear it until they play that snippet after? Until you don't hear it until after. Yeah, yeah, you don't hear it until she just loads R two with the message. Right. Do y'all? Did y'all ever? Did you ever go as Princess Leia for Halloween with the buns? I've never. Did you never? You didn't want to. I'm surprised. Uh, you know what? That never. That thought never occurred to me. I was an Indian. Okay. <laughs> I don't think that's a. But remember anymore. those scary were those scary masks? Remember like the plastic masks? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It, the the, the in, in Native Americans, yeah, had the scary masks. No, 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 no. Oh no, like Casper, you yeah, know, like yeah, I remember. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 we yeah. did a lot of think, masks. Yeah, we did a lot. Of the masks. My with brother the plastic, went like, as a stormtrooper yeah. one year and as Darth Vader one year. Oh, one year fine. he was obsessed. Mm-hmm. So after all the um, hubbub, she puts the. Darth the Death Star plans on R2D2 send them off to Tatooine and then you're on this kind of desolate sand planet there's some a, a couple key points here you know we get to see like Luke's home life what that looks like right you know what his life is like in that moment what are your thoughts on kind of where he feels he's supposed to be he's kind of like this teenager who wants to have big plans and and go away and his parents want him to stay and keep harvesting moisture. I mean, does that ever seem like, um, 
Well, it's, I mean, he, he, he doesn't know what happened to his parents, really, um, you know, because he's living with um, his uncle and Aunt Baru. Much like Harry Potter. And yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, and it's obvious that he doesn't want to be stuck there, you know, because he always talks about going to the Tashi station for some power converters and all that kind of stuff, you know. <laughs> he really is like a real whiny. Oh. I didn't think he was so whiny in this one, though. Oh, I feel God. like later he gets whinier. No, like when he sees the Millennium Falcon, he's like, I thought this was fast. What do these yeah. lights do? What are you doing? Yeah. I can't go to this hyperfeed. <laughs> I guess because yeah. I would oh, ask God. the same question. You're like, this ain't like Dustin Crops, boy. Like when he's asking, you know. <laughs> So then uh, R2 runs off to try and find Obi-Wan Kenobi. They run into him uh, after a brief battle with the Sand People, otherwise known as Tusken Raiders. Raiders. Do we know what they really look like? No, we never see them. They're always wrapped, right? Yeah. Like mummy wrapped? Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? That's a good question. Like, d- is that really what they look like? Like, is that their being or are they covered we don't really see like the dementors like either just we don't really see the dementors yeah either. oh yeah I'm we don't i think we that's did just their the being jaw, the jawas the little right so obi-wan then sets up kind of the stage really this is like yeah really where it sets up the legacy of star wars of his father was a jedi he was killed by darth vader you know, really kind of setting up, and he's like, you got to help me, you know, fix the world. He's like, "Ah, I got to go back and farm, you know, like... I have a question here, talking about how, well, when Obi-Wan Kenobi is talking about Darth Vader, do you think that he knew at the time, and I'm talking about Alec Guinness, knowing at the time that Darth Vader was actually how he was related to this whole thing, his history with him. I know he says that he was you mean a pupil he, of mine. For making the movies later? But making the Like, for example, um, Alan Rickman for Snape was told about the whole story with him and Lily and Harry Potter, right? Do you think Alec Guinness was told I don't, Darth Vader oh, is I his see. father? I don't think so. This is... Yeah, I've been curious about how far in advance this, I don't these think, movies were actually planned. I don't know how planned. he wrote. I don't think the screenplays were written. Well, but but the, I mean, George in Lucas his mind, wrote, he knew wrote what was going to happen. Star Wars that as the, the original Star Wars was written as one big thing, thing, right? That he said was too big to make a movie, so he so you divided think, it into three, okay. which was in his head was going to be a, a trilogy. Now the trilogy wasn't planned originally because they didn't think Star Wars would be make it a big hit. Well, once once it became a hit, then he was like, okay. But George, so Lucas, I do wonder if I Alec think, Guinness knew, like as you're talking about Darth Vader yes. and that he was your pupil. Did you know that you're also talking about? I would think so only because Anakin of Skywalker, the, Luke's the dad. motivation at the end to say, you know, if you strike me down. I'll become more you powerful know. than you ever imagined. Yeah. Be, uh, well, yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. I, I would think he knew. Wow. Now, the character, of course, knew. Right. 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 Yeah. You know, the actor, I'm not sure. Yeah. I was just it's a good question. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that. Um, so once they um, go back to their home and uh, Owen and uh, Varu. Baru. Baru were uh, fried. For lack of a better term, well, they were burned well, by the stormtroopers. High school <laughs> skeletons sitting by their hut. Just kind of. Mm-hmm. It was always a weird scene to me. Was that a weird to, like those? those no, uh, I mean it was obvious the stormtroopers came in looking for yeah. the droid and they droid and they blasted them. 
Um, Firebomb them. Moving on to kind of probably, and you've already mentioned it, one of the most iconic scenes is the Moss Eisley Cantina going into Moss mm-hmm. Eisley to find uh, the Han and Chewie. Um, and with kind of the famous scene of, um, you don't need to see his identification. Mm-hmm. Yes. These aren't the droids you're, you're looking, looking for. for. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think I still do that to people. <laughs> do you? I'm like, you know, I try and... You try to use Jedi mind tricks? Yeah. Yeah. Or I'll just, Does be, it work? I'll just be like... <laughs> You don't need to talk to me right now. <laughs> and then I'll walk it's away. It's just, you know, you don't even need to say it. You just do the hand motion. Yeah, you just go like this. You don't need to do this. No. Um, I, you know, if y'all could use the force, what would y'all do? Oh, my God, everything. <laughs> oh, I would I would totally move. Th- I mean, I would probably sit and not ever go anywhere and have things brought to me. I don't know. <laughs> I would definitely use the death choke, though. Oh, my God. Oh God. I, wrote, I mean, just enough to go stop enough. it. Enough. <laughs> I yeah, wrote, enough. yeah, in one of my notes, I talked about the um, the death choke, how badly I would totally use that. I love that. <laughs> Sinister. That's amazing. I yeah, wouldn't the death kill choke, anyone, like but that, I would just you know? start and be like, I can kill you, but I won't. You're welcome. That's right. So when you get to the Moss Eisley, you, um, they get this, uh, Han Solo, who is a smuggler, right? I mean, that's his profession. Yeah. That's what we assume he Mm -hmm. is at that point in time. Right. Um, some, I want to get your thoughts on what, whether you think, uh, who shot first, Han Solo or Greedo. Uh, Greedo didn't shoot first. Mm-mm. Han Solo I shot first. Totally agree. Han Solo's he shot first. Because that scene was redone. It was. I, I can't it was remember so what it too. used to look like. Han Solo the, never flinched. He, no, he's just like I bet you do, and he just goes bam, and he bl- blasts it. But like, bef- when they redid it, they made Greedo shoot first, and it hit right behind his head right. on the wall, and then Han Solo Why shot him. They... And it was so fake looking. It was like, really it was bad. awful. I love this, because you can, I mean, Han Solo definitely shot first, because you can see, like, he never flinches, but Greedo, like, goes back and up. Like, you can see why he missed him. Yeah. Right? I, I think it's interesting that that was, like, that's always been such a point of, like, who I, shot first, to the point where they manipulated that scene to I kind mean, of who cares? To, to, settle, to settle the it's scene. It's a weird yeah. thing to obsess over. But I yeah, think. who is your favorite character in the in the Moss Eisley? Han Solo. Are we counting I, I really, him? No, no, no. no like, I really you're just talking about the band. The, 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 the band, original right? the cantina horns. band, yes. not the crazy little dancers and stuff that right. they added in the new one. Totally agree. Yeah, the little, the little like Muppet horns. It's a I, it yeah. was very <laughs> Muppets, <laughs> and so immediately I loved that. Yes, they asked um, Jim Henson. Jim Henson to do, I believe he Yoda. did Yoda. Yeah, yeah, he did, did do Yoda, he? Mm-hmm. and he was also asked to. And do then Frank Oz voiced Frank him, Oz. right? Yeah, Frank. Oh, Frank Oz, Oz did yeah, Yoda. No, Frank Oz did Yoda. Yeah. Don't they have the the lady with the blue? Or is that, that 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 was a new that that was a new thing added later? That was added. That was Why added. did they add things? Just out of curiosity, they thought was it this? was going to enhance it because they could because they could. Right. In my opinion, it's because they could because graphics and CGI and all that kind of stuff had advanced since they originally did it, and they thought, oh, this would be cool to put in here, and it really kind of ruined the yeah, original. I think, it does. I think yeah. George Lucas it always had said that. You know, he really wanted an, an immersive world, 
you know, that you're surrounded by. And so they wanted to kind of add that, like, ships taking off in the background and animals. See, and, I'm fine you know, with that. that kind of but adding, like, things that are more intimate into a scene, yeah. I don't. It's I don't strange. agree with that. If you haven't seen on on Disney Plus Industrial Light and Magic, have you seen that series? I haven't, but it I think is you had told me about it before. Incredible and will help you understand where they came from with Star Wars and the struggles that they did and the just the prog- the progress that things were made with computers and the resistance to that mm. and how mm. everything in movies ties back to that anything we know today is industrial light it's unbelievable it really it gives me chills to think about because it is so just the what the creativity and the minds to be able to just think way outside the box and just you know what the sky's the limit and don't tell me i can't do anything and don't tell me i can't do this because if i can imagine it i can i can make it happen and that's exactly it is Incredible! You have to watch Industrial Light and Magic if you're a movie is fan. Is it a at total all. series or it's is like it... six episodes? Okay. Oh. And it talks about Pixar. Pixar was born out of Industrial Light and Magic, and they broke off into their own. It's really interesting. Wow! Really, really interesting. Yeah, really good. Okay, so they, um, you know, have a little run in with um they have a little run in with the stormtroopers trying to escape. Right. Although after that added scene. Right with when they meet um, uh, Java the Hut because that whole right, scene is not right. in the original. Yeah, which I didn't. I, I don't know if I ever really realized, but Star Wars was just released as Star Wars. It was. It wasn't a new four, hope. A new hope was added on after the fact. Episode yep. four even was added on Correct. after the fact. It, it was, was just, just released Star as Star Wars. Interesting. Because it wasn't a trilogy, because it wasn't anything. Right, because they that were point. just like, is this going to turn into something? They retroactively added episode four, a new Interesting. Hope. Yeah. Um, so they leave to try to go to Alderaan, which is um, where Princess Leia is from. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where they could read the readout of this rebel base or the, the Death Star. So while that's happening, we cut to the Death Star with Grand Moff Tarkin. And Princess Leia and uh, Darth Vader trying to find out where the Rebel Alliance base is and um, ultimately show the force of the Death Star by destroying Alderaan. Mm-hmm. Which to me is pretty, like, was a pretty dark, like, impactful moment. That was, right? yes. It really shows kind of like the extent and the, e- the true evil of you know, what they are willing to do in order to maintain power and squash any kind of opposition um, out there in the galaxy. Thoughts on that? 100% agree. That was really dark, I thought. Yes. It was unexpected. Well, especially like the trickery of like, oh, give it to me, give me the answer and we, you know, we'll save the planet. Yeah. She gives them the answer, albeit a fake one. And they're like, I will still do it. Yeah, that was pure evil. I mean, that's what, you know, that and Empire Strikes Back is what got Darth Vader. But isn't that that like how any um, criminal, like somebody that has somebody hostage, you know, if you watch any of these criminal shows, they're all like, well, you just tell me where it is and I'll let you go. That almost never happens. They always kill the person or whatever. That is very true. They they never let them go. Straight out of Die Hard. (laughs) Yeah, totally out of Die Hard. Or Die Hard. Well, okay. Die Hard was straight Similar. out of this. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> wow. Wow is right. 
No, but that is a typical formula, mm-hmm. I think. But this blowing up an entire planet, that took it a little step further. Yeah. I feel. So when they, what do you call it? <laughs> Whoosh. What mm. part are you talking about? Cyber shoot. Mm-hmm. Cyberspace. Cyberspace. When they... Hyperspace? Thank you, hyperspace. Oh, my God. I All wish right. everyone could have seen yes, what we the just way, saw. The, the, the motions. <laughs> you don't even know what hyperspace is. All right. I think they do. So they think they come across a star because they see a low lone uh, TIE fighter, mm-hmm. and that star happens to be the Death Star. Right. So they're sucked into it, and yes. they beat up some guys and put on some stormtrooper hats, and then that's when kind of that last hurrah the big kind of action i think happens right that is when you notice the height difference the most i feel between han solo and luke skywalker when they're dressed as the stormtroopers there's oh, a huge yeah, well, difference leia, between well the leia two. says that you're a little short to be a stormtrooper uh, yeah, yeah. Right. when he comes that's into right. her cell block right yeah. that's right um what are your some of your favorite or memorable parts of kind of that journey of them on um uh, on the Death Star. On the Death Star. Because there's a lot of like, for me, it's the trash compactor scene. Mm-hmm. Yes. When, oh my God, I love that scene. When they go down, I realize I like, I quote, most of the quotes from that movie are from that from scene. From that scene? Like, give like, an example. Either that or we're going to all be a lot thinner. smell you've, you've discovered. discovered. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's some really great lines. Yeah, in something just moved something, past my leg. Yeah. Something's alive in here. There's something alive in here. Yeah. Speaking of, one of the other famous lines from not just this movie, but the entire series is, um, I have a bad feeling about this. Uh Um, It was said twice in this movie. Do y'all remember when? Well, one was in the trash compactor. One was in the trash compactor. When was the other one? Han Solo said it. Yeah. And then Luke said it. Uh, When did he say it? I have a bad feeling about this. I, I know love it was Luke. watching Melinda's I'm trying to mind think. work when it comes to Star Wars. I know. Wars. I'm trying to think of when he said it. I don't know. When was it? It was when they see the Death Star. When they're oh, like yes. Leave, when they're coming up. The yeah, Star I have a the... bad feeling about this. Yeah, he yeah. sure does. No. He's um, like, yeah, I think you're right. Turn the ship around. Turn the ship around. <laughs> Why are we still moving towards it? Oh, my God. That's amazing. Luke is really I annoying in this so movie. Annoying. Oh, he's incredibly annoying. He's so annoying in this movie. I and, really and just think we should have two episodes where Melinda does all of Star Wars and then all of Color Purple. Because <laughs> she can recite both of those movies word for word. It's amazing. Oh my, God. my other favorite part of the the um, the uh, Death Star is when they finally get to Leia's cell block and they knock out all the people that are there and Han gets right. on the radio and he's like, uh, uh, everything all, uh, everything's, everything's okay. All right. Yeah. All systems right here. Uh, normal. Uh, <laughs> malfunction. Uh, Th- that's what's so great about that movie. Though. The humor and mm-hmm. the characters period bar yeah. none. Yes. Yeah. Characters are just like the characters are so ingrained in culture. Like the, the influence that this has had in, you know, the world culture. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to Aaron. It's the fourth largest um like franchise franchise universe, where it uh, covers movies tv Movie, merchandise yeah. all of Movie, that TV, yeah. merchandising and the three above it were kind of surprising they one were, of them was not me, is star trek i'm guessing no, no. hold on what? please wait Conrad. Con- i was gonna say please let her guess i'm gonna say i'm gonna say harry potter no. nope 
Merchandise? It was shocking Barbie. to me. Number no. two was the most shocking. Yeah. And number and one. Star Trek wasn't above that? No. Mm-hmm. In merchandise? No. And this was the first e. movie that really used no. merchandise, wasn't it? It was a yeah, big Jaws. one. Jaws did it before. They but did? They used mm-hmm. merchandise? Like, like figurines and stuff like that? Yeah, Jaws had the, the t-shirts and the stickers and the, oh. you know. Right, but I feel like the but, figurines, but that's what like pushed level. it over. Yeah. And who asked for was it george lucas or who asked for they were like i want one percent of the profits yes, or whatever he, he took a small salary of the merchandise to take and a that percentage like, of the merchandising profits that is why he has skywalker ranch and yeah. yes 100 yeah. percent. think about if he took more than that though oh, I mean, right he would I mean, give me five like have all the money in the world good. i would think god almighty Insane. so what are the top what are the ones above it They're i can't even shocking. think one of them is a pretty i like Pretty normal. Mickey and Friends. Oh, okay. Yes. Obviously. Okay. That's, that's obvious. Yes. That makes sense. Another one just Number started two. in uh, 1996. And it has... Oh, you're talking about Marvel? No, that's not what Not even said. Marvel? No. This is a DC? Not out of the US. No. Pokemon. Uh, Son yeah, of a that's bit. not I'm surprising at that. Really? You're not oh, No, I'm not surprised at that at all. I'm surprised not that at all. Star Wars has been around since 1977. Mickey Mouse has been around since the 30s. Yes. And Pokemon that started in 1996 has beaten both of those. That shocks me. Oh, so it's above It's Mickey? above. It's number yeah, two. It's number well, you're number one. Girl, you're going to be shocked at number one. It's been around one. since 1920. It's you'll never. Shot. I don't. Think you'll you won't ever guess. guess it. It's Winnie the Pooh. Well, you know, I, it's not super shocking only because now that I think about it, in the in the way that you're explaining it, Winnie the Pooh is such a big deal for baby stuff. It is a and huge babies, deal. I mean, every in the one two businesses, babies. Funeral homes, you're always going to have them, right? <laughs> and so, babies, the Winnie the Pooh theme is it huge. It is pretty huge. And it's been around since the 20s. It's, so been, it's been around, around exactly. But yeah. I just n- would have never thought that it would surpass Mickey. I wouldn't, yeah, that's, that's what I would surprising believe. to me. And can we also talk about how Disney owns three of the top four? Right. Yes. <laughs> Right. Yes, I'm surprised Marvel and those things. I mean, cause those all have merchandise and all kinds of stuff. I'm well, I it'll probably say give it some time yeah, and it'll I was going to say it'll so. eventually wait, make its way up there. Yeah, but these the, the to your point, the characters are just like a, a part of lexicon. It, it makes, it's a part of it's why. Uh, Jar Jar Binks in the very first one Ooh. flopped because Ooh. it was such a contrived type of yes. character yes. that was supposed to be lovable Terrible. like Chewbacca or no. R2-D2 or C-3PO and it was a complete flop. You cannot and replace notice, any like, of those. They knew, that, knew it and then in that second movie it mm-hmm. was like he just took a really he bad was totally you know, they in showed the him at the very beginning and then he was done. But then when The Force Awakens came up Great characters, mm-hmm. humor God. was back. Yeah, just it, it was just so, like the old Star Wars. It was, well, so it was good. also the look and feel one hundred percent Star Wars. Yes, yes. you know because it was like the prequels were all of a sudden everything was shiny and yes, new and it was like weird. Yeah. yeah, very totally different. Weird. Than I hated any the other. prequels, but the sequels I loved. Yeah, all yes. three of I, them I, I really watched did. The prequels again. I, I did know, too. A few months ago, I did too. And I was I like, okay, they're not as bad as I remember them. I had to remember, I had to think about it in terms of what happens in the future in order to enjoy what I was watching and try to get 
you know, an understanding of what was going on because Mm -hmm. it didn't make any sense to me in a lot of ways. Like I had to, like the Princess Amidala was also whatever the other, you know, Padme, Padme, you know, and I was like, I don't understand. This makes no sense to me. No, just give me Rogue One. Rogue One was. Give me Rogue One. I did like Rogue One. Give me that in Mandalorian, and I am happy. I did not like Solo that much. I didn't see Solo. Me. It was okay. I don't really care about that one, but I love. I will say, I love Mandalorian so much. Mandalorian was excellent. Adam loved Andor. I will tell you, Andor was excellent too. Yeah, that's that was really good. Boba Fett. No bueno. But I do need to watch a couple of episodes, because Mandalorian was on, like, one of the episodes was all Mandalorian, from what Jamie I've heard. Oh, yeah. Oh, of, um, uh, of, uh, of Boba Fett. Fett. Boba Fett. Yeah, like, one, one episode one of Boba Fett. Oh, that you I... never finished Boba Fett? It was really bad. Yeah, see, I, know, I, I don't, I, I and I was so Kenobi was really bad, too, I thought. It was no, really bad. I didn't think it was that bad. I thought it was okay. It wasn't as bad as Boba Fett. That's I, true. But Andor was really good, I thought. Yeah, that's I haven't what finished I've Andor, but I it was pretty good. I, watch, good I liked it. it. So there's one actor that has been in all of the Star Wars movies. Who is it? Who is the actor is and it the Prowse? character? Anthony Daniels. That is correct. Who's C-3PO. Anthony? C-3PO oh. is the only, he's the only character who's been in every single one, including uh, like the Clone Wars. All the yep. new ones? Yeah, oh. even the new ones, Clone Wars. I never saw Clone Wars. Even in... Um, I believe Han Solo, he didn't play C-3PO, but he was another droid. What? Yeah. 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 Wow. He's the only one. Um, Kenny Baker, who did R2-D2, died in 2016. So he did one, episodes one through six. He was in the prequels. Oh, okay. Um, and David Prowse was only in the original trilogy. Really? Yeah. Um, but James what Earl about Jones Chewy? obviously did all of them. Chewy, he died Peter, recently. Peter, Peter Mayhew, he just did, passed away. Yeah. yeah. He did one through seven. So he wasn't okay. in eight mm-hmm. or nine. Um, you know what we saw? I went to um, Disney with my brother. And both of us, we went to meet, you know, like we got to meet, um, what's his face, BB-8 and all of that stuff. But the last one was mm-hmm. Chewy. Both my brother and I cried. I did not know how moved I would be meeting Chewie because he was always my favorite. Yeah, if you go to the the Star Wars land, like um, yes. at, at Hollywood, it is. It's is it cool? Oh my god! It is Hayden so and I just had. <laughs> I can't even imagine you and Hayden there. Amazing. I mean the the, the Millennium Falcon. It's just huge. I mean a it's life size really? huge. And oh, you walk yes. underneath it, and it is. And Rise of the Resistance ride. Oh I mean, literally. Look, like I'm getting chill bumps. I'm not kidding it's you. It's so ridiculous. Good. Did you have the blue milk? Uh, Hayden did. I tasted it, and I was like, meh. I the bantha milk. The yes, I loved the like the adult blue milk. Yeah. That was oh yeah. Delicious. Well, that had alcohol in it. I did not try that one. Well, yeah, I might have liked it more. Don't give it to your son. But <laughs> no, yeah, I did not. He really had the virgin one. The virgin yes. blue milk. It was so good. He did. But yeah, if you ever have a chance to go, I mean, unbelievable. So after they escape the Death Star, towards the end of the that whole Death Star scene is um, Obi-Wan and um, Darth Vader's fight, right? Yeah. When Obi-Wan tells him, you know, if you strike me down, I'll be more powerful than ever. Mm-hmm. So what is your thought or um, explanation for Obi-Wan his evaporation for the de- for with the lightsaber whereas not everybody who dies by lightsaber evaporates 
Yeah, that is um, very interesting. I don't know why they would have done it that way or why really he would become more powerful than ever other than he's in Luke's ear for the next two episodes. I think that's all that he means. Yeah, that his consciousness can move on past death. I assume so. Yeah. But why he just disappears and there's just like the robe laying on the ground, I'm not really sure. It was very, especially when you see the earlier things, it was very... Very anticlimactic. And that fight scene, compared to like Darth Maul and all of those things, come on, man. Well, you don't get fight scenes like, oh, you know, the course of movie dumb history. I realize that. I mean, that fight scene when we did Treasure (laughs) the Sierra Madre was... (laughs) The saddest little bar fight you've ever seen in your entire life. It was See, I don't fabulous. think that I don't think the fight between uh, Obi Wan and and Darth Vader was that bad. It was it, it was so purposeful and meaningful. Fine. And then when they go and they see what's happening, and that's when Obi Wan looks at Luke and he's just like, yeah, holds his. He, he holds that's his. That's what he I think is anticlimactic, up. though. When you find out their entire history, and that's what did it. What do you mean they find out their entire history? Well, once we find out as the audience, mm-hmm. Darth Vader and Obi-Wan Kenobi's history together. Right. And all it ends up being but is Obi-Wan like ev- holding it up. We don't know enough. We know enough to be intrigued but at that not point. At that, right. I know. I totally agree with you. Not at that point. So when it came out, that was fine. But when you're looking at the Star Wars universe, all that we know about Obi-Wan and Darth Vader's relationship and then you watch that one. It's mm-hmm. very anticlimactic. That's all I'm saying. Right? I disagree. Yeah, I don't, know. I don't find it anticlimactic. I don't find it anticlimactic. I, maybe just less. I mean, what did you want to see blood spurting out of no, his? No, but it you made know, me I go, don't know. wait, is he really gone? Like, what's happening? That's what it made me do because he just, like, disappears. Yeah. Is well, he, he was gone? really gone, but he appears as a ghost later. I know. So he's but not like, really gone. When you're watching that movie for the first time, it does make you sit there and be like, I don't understand what just happened. Is he gone? Maybe it's gone? not for you to understand. Oh, hello. So they get back to um, where is Tar- Tarkin? Y- Yandar? What? What's Yukin? happening to you? Yavin? Yavin. Oh, Yavin base. Yes. So they the leave base. The, the Death Star I to know. go to Yavin base, which <laughs> okay. is where the Rebel Alliance is headquartered. Uh, right. Okay. I couldn't think of the word. Mm-hmm. Uh, this drink is a little yes, strong. Yes, <laughs> I have totally finished my drink. And I'm going to be honest, I'm not going to remember any of this conversation. Or <laughs> I'm going to do the editing and be like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> well, that's a surprise. Um so once they realize how to exploit the Death Star, you know, then they kind of amass forces. They ask Han to join, and he's like, nah, I'm out. I've got my money. Goodbye. Suicide yeah. run. Thoughts on that? Kind of shit, but I mean, not surprising. Not a big deal. I mean, it's very on brand, I think, it's, for him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it totally surprising. fits his character. I mean, I also, like, don't you, didn't you assume he would come back or no? I mean, it's hard did. for me to yeah. say if I assume because so I young. know that. Right. Well, that because <laughs> right. I know he comes back. So right. yeah, I assume he comes back. Right. I mean, but he was always a good guy. Like he was funny he and is. all of that. But and he was you a know, good there was always the heart. you know like, sexual was, tension course. between him and Leia. Mm-hmm. You know, is this the part where they mentioned something about the sacrifices that were made to get the Death Star plans? Like, there's kind of a throwaway line that basically is Rogue One. Um. Well, there's a, a snippet in the intro scroll that describes 
Rogue One. Oh, then maybe that's what I'm thinking. I just oh, yes, remember yes. there was like a throwaway something that was like there were many sacrifices, and then mm-hmm. that was the entire like Rogue One movie. Yes. Was right. seeing. Yeah, Rogue. Yeah, yeah. It was the yeah, entire. It was, all yes. the sacrifices. It was a very good made. movie. God, yeah, so that was a really good movie. So the Master Forces, you know, Red Leader, Gold Leader, mm-hmm. standing by. Red one, red two, gold one, gold two. Do you right. know? Remember what number Luke was? Red, red five standing by. Red five, red five standing by. Boom, Let's baby. Go. Let's go. Boom. <laughs> Let's go. What's your favorite parts on that? Like that last final scene. There's so many things going on. To me, it's always funny when the when they're like, "I, I can't shake him. I can't shake him." <laughs> you know. Like it happens like in every movie multiple times yes. in Star Wars. You know what always strikes me as funny is when they, you know, they destroy the Death Star, they come back, and Han's like, I knew you'd come back. I just knew it, you know? Right. And I'm just like, this is just <laughs> so ridiculous. I mean, the cheesiness of Luke in the yes. whole thing. That's the worst part of probably about the whole entire movie is his cheesiness. But it makes it, though, too. Yeah. And you know know what's amazing to me is Mark Hamill now, how much people absolutely love Mark Hamill. Mm -hmm. I mean, we all complained about Luke being kind of a whiny bitch, right? Mm -hmm. But Mark Hamill now is... Huge. The journey of his character over the course it of the entire... It did change quite a bit, yes. Yeah, he, wasn't, sure he wasn't whiny like in Return of the Jedi. He was still whiny in Empire. Yes, but, that's um, where I you know, remember his you whininess. You me you killed him! His whininess the most <laughs> I remember in Empire. Oh, it, he was super whiny in Empire, especially when he was in, uh, when he went to go get trained by Yoda. Yes, yeah. that was torture. Who was not in this first movie. But... No, no, he was not. Well, maybe you shouldn't have introduced this movie as Yoda. Interesting. Just saying. Um, Good point. Thank you. <laughs> Whatever. Um, so, and in the end, uh, Luke is guided by Obi Wan's voice to release the little tracker, oh, yes. use the Force, and the you know his little blaster gets sucked into the hole. Yes. And uh, stay on target. Stay on target. Stay on target. But let's talk about how the music really makes the movie. If you go, you can go and YouTube and watch scenes with no music in Star Wars. And it makes, it it is incredible how music gives you perspective and context and texture and all that kind of stuff. You can't have a movie without it. No, I mean, think about, and we talked about this on Jaws. Mm -hmm. Without that, Oh yeah, it's not as scary. Who cares about the shark? 100%. But that's like the magic of John Williams. The score for it, I mean, the music for it, you know, each character, each scene has its own specific music that's used over and over again. The Imperial March. Each character has its own music. So even when you hear the music, it conjures up those images of like, you know, those specific scenes that you're thinking of. Absolutely. Or the characters. Um, John Williams. I mean, let's just say John Williams did Jaws. He did Star Wars. He did Harry Potter. He did Superman. He did... E.T., right? um, He did Mm E.T. He did... Uh, Schindler's List, Schindler. I think. I'm almost positive he did Schindler's List. He, he did, did Raiders. He Raiders did all of the, the Indiana Jones. Adventure. Freaking- John Williams won an Academy Award for Best Music Scoring Adaptation and Original Song Score for Fiddler on the Roof. <laughs> Who is, in this movie, your favorite character? Chewie. 
Interesting. No, I have to say my favorite character is Princess Leia only because I probably identified with her as kind of the go against the grain. Right. uh, Just, just. You know what? No matter, I don't care if I'm a chick or not. I'm gonna be able to do whatever it is that I want to do. Right? Yeah. Right. No, I would agree with that. I mean, I love Chewie. Well, you said I wanna, Chewie. I want to so. cuddle with him. Excuse me. Tell me you don't. No, that's too scary. He can rip a man's arms off. Wait, but that doesn't even matter because you. Who's your favorite character? Cause, oh, because you want to cuddle with him. I do want to cuddle with Chewie, oh. but I would say mm. the one that I, of course, with. appreciate the most is Princess Leia. Who turns in a general Leia? Suck it. <laughs> Organa. Make another drink. Organa. <laughs> Organa. Um, I love C3PO. Interesting. Yeah. I probably identify with him most as well. Really? <laughs> Is it because he's, he's like gay? A, well, he's gay. <laughs> he's gay. Okay. C3PO is like the original. One of the original gay icons of this is, fantasy world. It, would he be considered a gay icon? Is I he? think he absolutely is a gay icon. Really? Oh yeah. I never thought I mean, I of C3PO him. and R2D2 are kind of like a co- old bickering couple. Like Bert and Ernie. Oh yeah, is Bert and Ernie? Oh yeah. I just Bert think of him more as asexual. Oh yeah. Because no. he's a robot. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> of course. I don't know. But like, you know, like a gay one. When he's talking with R2 at the beginning, he's like, um, no, I don't think he likes you. And he beeps again. No, I don't, I don't like you either. either. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is great humor. I he love is, it. It is I just, really I great he's humor. so funny. He's one of the funniest characters in the whole franchise. I would agree with that. I um, feel like if we could all just follow C-3PO's directions, like everything would be fine. Yeah. He's always He's kind like, of the guy on the side that's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I had an answer for this an hour ago. Yeah. <laughs> He's kind of that guy. We're doomed. We're doomed. <laughs> and then, like, what's your favorite scene from this movie? Hmm. I would have to say I loved... There's so many snippets of scenes, mm-hmm. but I would say the majority of the time that they were on the Death Star when they were dressed as the stormtroopers and yes. just that whole sequence of getting past everyone, you know, putting Chewbacca in the shackles and walking him down and trying to find Leia, that whole thing in the trash compactor. It was just it's the most really tense, good. Yeah. For sure. It's but the it most was, like edge of your seat. But portion. a lot of humor was in that mm-hmm. and it was just good. That was my favorite part of that. Whole. Well, and I love when they focus on the relationship between the three. Yes. Like between the three main ones. Just like in Harry Potter with Harry, Ron, and Hermione, those are some of my favorite scenes. Mm-hmm. Just to see their chemistry and interaction. I thought the chemistry in this was really good. Yeah. Interesting. I do have a question. Yeah. Why was Princess Leia like British at the beginning? I wrote that down. Can I, we talk I, about I that? Th- that was a, I think, a major faux pas. I think I that they that down started with that well. scene and thought she should be British. And then they were like, never mind. And they never went, went back, back to and, reshoot and the scenes it. without the British accent. Because by the end of the movie, it's she not has, that at no, all. The next scene, yeah. she wasn't <laughs> I, British. Right. There's only that she, one she, when she was with General Tarkin. When she was with General Tarkin, yeah. who is British, yes. Oh, and maybe so she I was feel like, like, are you just like you I know think how she was mocking him? When I'm around <laughs> like people for long enough that have different accents, I'll start to take on their accent. So mm-hmm. I was wondering at first, like, are you one of those people? But then she was straight American the rest of it. Yes, General Tarkin. Only you could be so bold. <laughs> yes. 
I knew I smelled your foul stench anywhere. As soon as I (laughs) climbed down the board. I was going to say, you just sounded straight out of my favorite movie, Philadelphia (laughs) Story. Maybe she was doing her best Catherine Hepburn. Maybe she was. (laughs) (laughs) What are some of your, I mean, we've gone over a lot of the quotes, some of the quotes in this movie. Are there some that you find yourself saying on the reg? (laughs) I mean, does y'all grew up Catholic? Yeah. May the force be with you. And also, and also with, you. with you. And also like, yes, <laughs> you always want to say, and you. also with you. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. Yes. I do say when people get frustrated, like at work or whatever, and they're like, I don't, I'm not sure what, I'll be like, can you like use the force or something <laughs> and figure this out? <laughs> that is Dr. Stone, principal Dr. Stone for can you. Can you like use the force? <laughs> Oh my God. And figure this out. Please tell me you've said that to your dad at school. <laughs> no, but I will. Please do. <laughs> this will. week at some point, I, I need will. you to say to Manny, can you use the force? Do you know what the original name of the screenplay for Star Wars was? Mm-hmm. When? Starkiller. Oh. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you had to ask George Lucas a question, you had one question about mm-hmm. this movie, what would you ask him? I, I don't know what I would ask him only because I know so much by watching like the makings of I mean I've seen so many things right. of him talking about it it just feels like he would be annoyed with me if I asked him something and he'd be like I already well, talked about this yeah I've already <laughs> talked about this like a million times um I, I guess it's such a lame question, but maybe, you know, is there anything that you would, or or maybe how much do you regret going back and adding little things into mm. the originals right. later on? Because yeah. while he made a lot of money re-releasing those with the new scenes or whatever, um, you know, he he got raked over the coals. You yeah. know, for fans yeah. did not like it. Yeah, fans original fans did not like that. Mm-mm. Now, people that had never seen it, you know, younger kids that that was the first time seeing it at the theater, they didn't know any different. No, right. You know, but when you see Greedo shoot and it's like this weird jerky thing, yeah. it just looks stupid. Yeah, you know, um, that's what I would ask him. Do you regret that? Like, what are I your f- thoughts? I feel like I would ask this of him and Tolkien and Rowling. Just were you ever worried that the story would get so convoluted with this whole new universe you're creating? Like that it would get too complicated with all the different types of, you know, spaceships that you have and the different types of characters and the different planets and the different, you know, um, people. I would just wonder, like, were you ever concerned that so it would get to be too much? What's interesting about that is I don't know that George Lucas himself went and said this is a y wing this is an x wing mm. this is a b wing mm-hmm. this is a tie bomber this is a tie fighter this is and the functions of that like i have blueprints of the makings of all these ships right. and the millennium falcon and all that. right other people had to have taken what he did and said here's what this is right. this is i'm gonna expand that, this universe so that like fan fiction all, type of thing okay so you're saying I, that was not I, all like I george lucas's imagination but people taking what he presented i, and I then think so i i mean 
I had like this whole manual of all the ships and characters and all this kind of stuff. And surely he wasn't the originator of all that. But in those movies, I mean, everything that's presented is him, right? I would think so. so. I would think that he'd have well, he some sort of vision of what it is. And I'm sure people helped him with that. It's a mm. lot being thrown at the audience. Yeah. You're being asked to go into this entirely different world. Mm-hmm. So that's same. In, um, yeah. But the, to your point, that's in any fantasy. I would want to ask him, how much of the expanded universe did you yeah. think? Like the right. whole Hatties language that, you know, Java exactly. the Hutt speaks. like. How much of that was you or how much like I remember I was telling you earlier that Timothy Zahn wrote these um, books Mm -hmm. that were post Return of the Jedi that I loved. Right. And it really it it just continued the story of all the characters that we love. And I loved it. And then he had another book that had it was a care. It was about characters that we had seen in the movie and and all about their species and and individuals and stories about them. It was so cool to me to think, I know that he didn't think of those things, but like, did you ever think that it would get that, that that huge? And how much of you, how much did you have an influence on and how much is it expanded? Like the Banthas and where they came from and the, you know, the crate and dragons and were you getting the merchandise like when you were seven years old and saw this were you i did not start buying star wars toys until i was in my 20s really yes until i started why is that i mean that's really strange to me because that was such a big part of the release of this movie i know had star wars toys did you i had well it was all my you had he-man toys well i had mostly he-man toys but i had the ewok village and uh, Did you? Because that was really the when I remember going to a theater. I think that's the first one I saw in the theater. Return, Return of the Jedi, of the Jedi was me yeah. Because right. we went with was, uh, Dad's cousin George. Do you remember that? He took oh, us. No, I don't remember who took us. Yeah, but I remember it being the first one because that was, that was I was probably because it came out in '83, I think. Yeah, so you were like five years old. Mm-hmm. So I was seven. '83, five. Thank it was you. in my seventh Y'all year of being five. Mona's people. <laughs> it was in his seventh year of being five. <laughs> I'm in the twenty third year right now, being twenty one. So it's very exciting. <laughs> I, oh okay, so your seventh year of being five is my seventh year of being five. We're yeah. two days apart, so. That would make sense. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so another... <laughs> My 25th year of being 24. I can't, I can't. Another, um, so another overarching theme, we've kind of talked about the Force a little bit, is kind of this, like, mysticism, kind of almost faith religion. They, they mention hokey religions, and, um, mm-hmm. you know, Han Solo says hokey religions and ancient weapons are no not a good match for a blaster at your side, kid. He said, I've flown from one side of the galaxy to the other. I've seen a lot of strange stuff, but I've never seen anything to make me believe that there's one all-powerful force controlling everything. There's no mystical energy field that controls my destiny. Anyway, it's all a lot of simple tricks and nonsense. Um, <clears throat> I mean, it, you know, obviously not the force in the, the, the context of this movie, but, I mean, is there something that, like in that realm that y'all believe in 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 this world in in that kind of mysticism kind of way outside of um 
you know, what a structured religion, I guess, would be? I do believe in God, and I believe, I believe that there is one true God, but I don't, as far as religion, you know, religion was created by men, mm-hmm. you know, and so that's where, that's where things get jacked up, you know, is because yeah. men jack it up. Um, but if you strip it down to it's all, you know, like the force, if you, if you equal the force to godliness or, uh, you know, a, a higher being, yes, but not in a controlled way. Does that even make sense? That does. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, Because uh, to me, like the force seems derived more a little bit from kind of like, Eastern philosophy, Eastern well, it's religion, spirituality. like spirituality, one hundred percent yes, yes, universe, um, that kind of thing. Yeah, one hundred percent agree with that. Yeah, I mean, I think so. I don't yeah. think. I mean, there aren't many things that, especially in this one, it really does go to spirituality and not religion itself. I mm-hmm. think those are two very different things. Totally, Agreed. they're they're they totally do interchange the words though throughout the movie. Because I think Tarkin uh, mentions it being a religion as well, which I find interesting because I don't see the Force or Jedi as a religion so much as like no, a, but you a know what's interesting, yeah. But you know what's interesting mindset. about that is it is equal to what people would think about religion today. In that he's like, it's a religion. You could be religious about anything. I could be religious about getting up every morning and working out. Right, right. right. But people equate being disciplined and religious about something with a particular type of of belief system, right. whether it's Islam, Christianity, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. You know. So re- being religious is not just earmarked for like Catholicism. Yeah, yeah, it's not. Right. People make that up for that. You yeah. know, you can be religious about anything. Hey, let's take a break and we'll be right back with some more questions. Okay, welcome back. So let's talk a little bit more about if this was remade today. No. Who mm-hmm. would you cast? I don't want to talk about I that. I know. <laughs> okay, okay, I refused to cast it as well. I did, yeah. But okay. Linda, you have some you Well, have some here's opinions. why. Because okay. if you ask me that question, I'm going to answer it, one. <laughs> She's such a good student. You really are. I, I am. You. I'm in education, so. I love it. Uh, okay. The correct answer is no. You're not going to recast <laughs> no. this. I agree. However, if you put a gun to my head and said, you have to recast this, okay. here's what I'm going me, with. But continue. Okay. Ryan Reynolds as Han Solo. Okay, I love that. Okay. Okay. I can see that. Anya Taylor Joy as Princess Princess Leia. Leia. She is so beautiful. I just watched the movie, by the way. Nicholas Braun for Luke. He is in succession, the goofball in succession. Oh, the really tall one, Greg? Yes, Greg. Greg's too tall because he's a goof. I don't care about height. I'm talking about how whiny. And goofbally, but what is if you did Luke. like Charlie Day or something like that as Luke? Because I mean, I want to hit him whenever Charlie he starts. Charlie Day's speaking. a little old. That is very true. Um, like Nicholas Braun is goofy. He could be, you know, because Luke in this movie is supposed to be like a, a teenager, early twenties. I mean, yeah. Greg is young, yeah, in succession. Well, yeah, yeah, so younger, I could yeah. see that, but 
Yep. And I could see Ryan Reynolds kind of controlling a situation uh-huh, and taking the charm with all the way. Charm, the I comedy, can totally the see kind it. Of, yeah, yes. Snarkiness. And yes. I could see Anya Taylor-Joy being more of the straight man. And mm-hmm. What about, would you still have James Earl Jones? Because he's still here. Would you yes, still have him? I would. I would. Let's do a little Mary Shagkill. Yes. I'm going to do a few of them because I just thought There's so many there was characters. like some thematic ones. Okay. Oh. Right? One, the first one, I think most obvious, would be Luke, Han, and Obi-Wan. Kill Luke, Shag, Han, marry Obi-Wan. I would say kill Luke, Shag, Han, marry Obi-Wan. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think I would kill Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan? He's at the end of his life. Who are you going to marry? I Han. know, but you can inherit the money. Yeah, kind of think I'd of that. I'd marry yeah. Han. No, and I would, Shag. no, I yeah. might kill Obi Wan, Shag Luke, yeah, and marry Han. Yeah. No, yeah. I want that one classic Shag, and then Obi Wan like support me, He's and then Luke die. get rid of him. Yeah, exactly. and I inherit everything. That's like even <laughs> why is that a downside <laughs> at all? Okay, um, marry Shag, kill Chewbacca, C three PO. R2-D2. Whoa. Shite. I don't even know what that looks like. God, I would... <laughs> oh. Um, kill R2, shag C-3PO, and cuddle with um, Chewie. Uh, I would kill God. 3PO, shag R2, and marry, marry Chewie. I don't... I would, oh. kill, I would kill R2. Yeah. Marry 3PO and shag That's because he's a gay Chewie. icon. Well... I mean, that's we're a compatible. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I know. Oh, God. I feel like I would be on an episode of Snapped, though, if I married C3PO. No, I would no. Totally that's what I said. You would... could, like, decommission him at night. That's true. Just shut him down completely yeah, all maybe. day. No, and then let him go him. all night. Right. I don't know. Okay. I would just want to cuddle with Chewie all the time. So okay. I would want to keep him around, like, not just one shag. I would want. Like nightly cuddles, so marry him. Okay, marry, shag, kill. Darth Vader, General Tarkin, oh. and Greedo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's another along? enemy? Who's in the, I had him written down. Oh. Darth, uh, Darth, Greedo, and Tarkin. Yeah. Ugh. I'm gonna kill Greedo. I just don't care. Mm. I'm going to shag me some dirt. No. And I'll marry Tarkin. No. I'm going to... I'm going to... I don't want to shag Tarkin. No, I'm going to shag Darth Vader. I think and then I'm gonna, marry Tarkin. I think I'm going to shag Darth Vader, kill Tarkin, and marry Greedo. <laughs> Ew. I think really? I would marry yeah. Darth. Really? Kill Tarkin and shag Greedo. It. I wow, thought about we that. are I thought all about that. different. Because <laughs> yeah. why not? <laughs> Interesting. We're all different on that one. You know, because Star Wars is a world of like, you know, people date outside of their species. Well, you have. Okay, I mean, that's you have totally fine. Yeah. But like, if we had to explain why we chose what we chose, it would <laughs> all be. Like we could justify it. I feel like Tarkin would always be on a business trip, so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Darth Vader, that's like the danger. The shag would be kind of hot. And then Greedo. I don't care I don't really care about Greedo either. No. So I'm not going to. I'm just. Get, go. Go away. 
solo. No, I cannot deal with you shagging me or marrying me. <laughs> it's not going to happen. He says he doesn't like you. I don't like, like you, you either. either. <laughs> okay, so we I guess we assume we all agree that this should be on the top 100 list. Yes, Absolutely. definitely. Any last thoughts? Any last thoughts about this movie? We love it. I mean, I love it. I, I love it. Well, tune in next week when we'll be reviewing the classic musical, The Sound of Music. Until then, here's drinking with you two. <laughs>